If you have too many thoughts whirling through your head and need to settle down, get to know your magnificent mind. We let our brains run the show, but the real juice is in finding your true nature far beyond your intellect. Welcome to A Magnificent Mind with Jan Christensen and Marnix Powells. Join us today on a journey to discover your magnificent and endlessly powerful mind and settle down to your real potential. Now, here are your hosts, Jan and Marnix. Hi, this is A Magnificent Mind, a radio show about slowing down to the speed of life, connecting to your true nature, and deeply enjoying the result. My name is Marnix, I live in Amsterdam, and here's my co-host, Jan. Hey, Jan. Good morning, good morning. Hi. Good afternoon, so, wherever you are. <laughs> wherever you are. Um, so this is, uh, this is episode five, and uh, it's about, it will be about wisdom and intuition. Now, the really cool thing about episode five is that this is actually the third version of episode five, but wisdom helped us out and kind of destroyed the first two. Now, let, let, me, let me explain to the people who are listening to this. Um, we did our first recording, I think on Sunday, and the connection was really bad. So we, we quit after one round, one 26-minute round. And we said, well, let's try again tomorrow. And when we came back the next day and talked about it, we both decided on not using it because we felt like um, the things we were talking about didn't feel like what we want to talk, the place where we want to come from. You know, it didn't feel uh, coming from love and from opportunity and from hope and from care. It was negative stuff. So we, we, we were both off. That was amazing. So we could just dismiss recording number one. Then we started a, a new version of episode five and we did that. So we, we recorded Monday, we recorded uh, uh, the first half was, was okay. And then we talked for another 26 minutes. And after that, I realized that I forgot to push the record button again. So we had only one half and we decided to do the next half on another day again. So this, just before this, this, uh, this, this uh, final session, uh, I listened back to the to the first recording. I really didn't like it very much, and I especially didn't like myself. I was stuttering and leaving big holes, and it was all over the place. So, and I find this amazing because it's such a good example of how wisdom just helps us out to gives us better results, more profound stuff to make and create and helps us to get rid of the shitty attempts at, at doing stuff. So this is the third attempt for us to talk about uh, intuition uh, and, and wisdom. And we love this topic. And, and, and before we go into it, I just wrote down a couple of lines on, on what I think wisdom and intuition means. And, and maybe you can comment on that. So this is what I wrote. Wisdom is the guiding principle of the universe. It connects anything to everything and literally makes the world go round. Intuition is wisdom's way to contact us, to whisper in our ear and nudge us 
in the right direction. Intuition is always there to help us out, to see fresh opportunities and find simple answers to questions we could never intellectually work out. So uh, that's what I came up with. Do you care to comment on that, Jan? Mm, that was really nice. And yeah, what it makes me think about is the way I used to go through life with the belief that you had to have everything planned out and something like this, a, a radio show, you would need to have a paper where you wrote down, first we'll talk about this and then we'll talk about that and everything laid out for you so that you wouldn't make mistakes and everything would be correct instead of perfect, it would be correct. And there's just a whole nother way of doing things in life. And that's when you let wisdom flow. You don't have a paper in front of you. You have a topic and you just go from the heart to talk about what you want to talk about. And that's such a better place to come from because it allows you to, uh, if you will allow yourself to get out of your intellect, out of your brain and into just a flow of energy that lets you uh, express what it is you think and feel it's just so much of a nicer place to come from and it's so much more authentic than to have a planned route, a piece of paper with everything written on it, how you should, how you should speak and what you should speak of. Like we don't know how this is going to evolve. We don't know what the conversation is going to um, entail us to, to say. It's on the spur of the moment, just letting the energy flow. Yeah, and, and, and it doesn't mean that everything you say is like ridiculously brilliant, like we find, found out for the first two, two episodes. But then again, the universe just, just destroyed those two for us. So yeah, that's really cool to know. And the thing is, so it's a good example, you know, what, what you, what you, the thing you're using about preparing for a show or pre preparing for anything in life. Um, and it seems to me that we only do that because it has the pretension of, or it has the idea of safety, you know? We have something to fall back on. What if I don't know what to say? And we hardly ever consider the fact that we always have something to say and that it's no problem at all if you just get silent for a moment and reflect on, on whatever's happening or whatever you feel inclined to say. So all this preparation, all these things where we, where we lay out uh, uh, scenarios and, and make blueprints for everything. You know, and while in the process, we kill every form of authenticity and direct creativity that we are so good at as human beings. And, and I can recall that the first uh, recording we did and, and, and that is now uh, shredded by, by my computer, I think we talked about your your past life, not as coming from a different planet or uh, where you were uh, Julius Caesar, but the you know the the life when you were very much in your head, and we were we we were talking about um, how you used to be a very intuitive child, and and you lost that, um, and that is a very interesting thing because I I think this 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 um, most people suffer from this. Most people lead very intuitive and very 
careless and very um, open and, and wondrous lies for a couple of years until they don't, until they stop doing that. And then the shit really starts hitting the fan. So how about you? How, can you what can you remember about when you were younger and followed your intuition and what, and what changed and what changed after that? <laughs> well, as a child, I think it's just natural to... Uh, no, you don't have a lot of knowledge built up in your head. So you kind of go with the flow of what, you, what comes forward in your thinking. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example. Uh, I know that in times when I was in trouble, like when there was an, an, an unsafe situation, somehow I knew just to get quiet and ask a question of what do I do, and then be quiet again. And then it always flowed through to me exactly what to do to keep myself safe. And that is a phenomenal thing because when you're in the realm of, of our society and, and you grow up a bit from, from that point in your life and you start to learn that you have to be taught things and you have to learn things from books and you can't just know things. You have to get down there and read and write and listen and learn. Apparently, that's one way of learning things, but apparently we also have a whole lot of knowledge available to us that uh, we don't even know is there most of the time. So as a child, you have this this inner inner way of being and knowledge that you can access that will keep you safe. And then you grow up a bit and you start realizing that, no, I have to listen to what my parents tell me, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I have to listen to what I'm told and what I'm taught, and that's what I need to behave from, are those beliefs of things that society thinks are things that we need to know and understand. And, um, you know, if, for example... A child is taught not to speak to strangers, and that's a good lesson to learn. But, you know, there's a whole lot more to it than that. And we have all that information accessible to us if we get quiet. So then in your teenage years, you learn all this stuff about what it is you're supposed to do and what society believes you should know and how you should behave. And then you take that into adulthood and really... Then you're at the point where you understand that you come from a place that you have to sit down and plan everything. You have to problem solve by thinking really, really, really hard and um, finding a solution just from that hard thinking and don't stop thinking and think more. None of that. We make life so hard for ourselves when we go in that direction. If we go back to what we knew as a child, this this knowing that we had. And if we could carry that, carry that into our teens and into our adult life, our life would just be so much simpler because you, you don't have to make all these plans, um, have every, everything written out for you, stay on a path that makes sense in, um, as far as what society believes is okay and is not okay. You can go a whole different direction and just listen to yourself and your intuition. And you don't have to think that hard because the thinking and the thoughts often just get in the way of making decisions. You just have to get quiet and ask a question 
and the answer will come to you. That sounds too easy, doesn't it? But it is that easy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it seems to me that, you know, um, when we grow up and start to listen to what everybody expects from us and how, me- how most people behave, we start to lose our sense of adventure. Everything becomes about safety and about the future and about laying out the plans and about being insured and having insurance for everything and insurance. And, you know, we want to avoid being hurt and we want to avoid being broke and we want to avoid being... And we lose our sense of living in the moment. We never, ever live in the moment again. We only live in dangerous, um, made-up um, scenarios, situations in the future. So we are almost always very scared and very disturbed and very uncomfortable. And, and of course, then we start to do stuff to make us feel good again for a while. You know, it's also deeply connected to each other. But isn't it amazing that how you can lose your sense of adventure and your curiosity, but how it never really like leaves you. Like it's, it's, it's not that you can, that you can lose it somewhere along the line and, and never find it back. It's just a matter of, for most people, somewhere in their lives, they start to feel suffocated by everything they have to do and everything they're afraid of. And, 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 and that moment when you feel suffocated and life becomes so hard and complicated and difficult and painful, that for most people is the first inclination to go and look somewhere else and to go and look into it, to, to find a new way of living life. And, you know, you know what I, I, I'm 52 now and I, I, what I like to say about how I live right now is that I see myself as a kid with a credit card and a driver's license (laughs) because, you know, because thinking is not bad and knowledge is not bad, but we don't, there's no balance. We think that the intellect is king and that we should always follow it. And the intellect pretends to be that. And it always pretends to know what will happen and what you have to do. But most of the time it's completely wrong. And because we live so close to our intellect, we always blame ourselves when the intellect came up with wrong um, predictions. So we're fucked anyway. So we, ne- we can never do it right. So what I see with many of my clients is that they follow their intellect until they, they no longer, um, they, they, don't, they don't want to do it anymore. They, they, they feel exhausted. They feel they feel like they're drowning in, 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 in sorrow and in, in depression and in, in anxiety. And the weird thing is we always, we always want to know what, what will happen or that's what people say yeah, because I'm scared because I don't know what will, go, what will happen and, and, and I'm, I'm afraid that I can't handle it. And every time I ask somebody, so how, how would you like it if I, if I told you right now everything that will happen to you for the rest of your life until you die in half an hour? Would you like to hear it? Nobody ever says, yes, please. 
Let's wait for a conundrum. It is weird. <laughs> so we always want to know what happens tomorrow or what happens when we tell this to somebody or when we go into the job interview or when we start the business. But if somebody offers us to get like the, 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 the whole description of the rest of your life, now all of a sudden we, we, we're not home. We don't really care about that. So how did you, how did you learn to trust your, your intuition? How did you find your intuition again? And, and, and how did you learn to trust wisdom again? What, what, can you re- recall that? Can you, do you know what happened? Well, a few things happened, and I, it, I certainly didn't boom all, all of a sudden just understand it all. It took a while and a few different angles to look at it from, but I know that a near-death experience was a big part of coming to oh, understand. That's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> coming to a, understand. What, 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 was that a cool thing? What? It was. It was very yeah. cool. And even though I didn't really understand it at the time, it occurred. And then a few years later, when I came to understand what we're made of, this energy that we're made of, I came to understand that. Then I said, oh, okay, now I get what I experienced when I had this this, um, incident where I experienced myself only in spirit. And for a lot of people, that's hard to believe. Like how, you know, here we are, physical beings living on the earth. That's all there is to us. We're a body. We're, that's it. But we're so much more than that. So much more. Our whole spiritual side is a blessing that you don't want to go through life and not have an opportunity to understand that. If you can take the time to get an understanding of what your spirit is all about, it just changes life for you. Because you come to understand that you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to fear because there's always going to be uh, this wisdom that will kind of carry you and keep you safe if you listen to your intuition. And all you have to do to do that is get quiet. So when I came to understand that, then I wrote a book and it kind of put it all together for me to understand how um, we can live here on this earth in, in our form, our body, and have this formless nature, this energy that makes everything, our body and our spirit, that flows through us at all times. And if we just let it, it will give us Uh, wisdom whenever we need it. It'll give us the answer to questions that we need when we need that. And it'll show you that you you don't have to be afraid anymore because there really is nothing to fear. You can be guided. And how would it feel to live life knowing that you just couldn't make a mistake? Do you think that would be a nice feeling to have? Well, I know it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I yeah. didn't. So, but yeah. you know, you don't have to be a spiritual person to be able to listen to your intuition, right? Because what does it even mean right. to be a spiritual right. person? And are there unspiritual persons? I don't think so. <laughs> but you know, yeah. But what is what is the the definition of spirituality? You can, I can, I can go 
in different directions. It could be the fact that we can sense stuff that doesn't make sense, like we can sense that we are in love. Now, there are no, no, not many people who would, who would say that love doesn't exist, right? Love deniers. Hey. With like, oh, lovely. With <laughs> <laughs> like this whole community of people. No, no, no. Love, love is a hoax. It's just uh, Illuminati. It's made up. You know, love is not a. No, but be, there, it, love is unprovable. But we don't care. So that's we one, know that's such. A, well, that's, a, that's such a such a good example of something that we don't even. Nobody needs proof. Nobody says no. Well, I'm in love, but I still don't believe it. <laughs> you're you're just in love now. The other way you could look at spirituality is 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 the the tendency to want to f- find who you are, mm-hmm. and the 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 deep longing for peace. I I I, I don't know if I if I ever met a person that I had a really good conversation with wasn't looking for that or wasn't had, hadn't found it and, and then we can talk about that we we all are looking for peace of mind that's why we get addicted to stuff you know mm-hmm. i think there yeah. we are trying to get away this, from the pain yeah yeah, yeah and, and yesterday i had a really really cool conversation about addiction with a person and 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 she said what if what if a, a, an addiction is to get rid of the pain we ex- experience when we don't do what is truly us, when we don't follow our inclination to be who we are? And it's so mm-hmm. painful when we don't do that, that we have all these activities and all these things we do just to cover it up. And I thought that was a really, really cool way to look at it. Because if you do follow your inclination to stay close to your heart and, and your soul and stuff like that, you know, like I think we, we, we found that 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 way to live our lives, then there's no need to 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 cover anything up. I was addicted for many years, but over the last few years when I've come to know myself and and come to be, became comfortable around my spirit and about what's inside and this never changing element of, of who we are, our consciousness. All the inclinations to to numb myself just fell away, and I started to live in 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 line with with my heart. And it's I think it's a cool idea that maybe we are all here to find that place and live from that place. And if we do, everything we do is uh, infused with 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 the sense of that um, that passion. And that fire, mm-hmm. and this has got nothing to do with the topic, by the way. I realize, but no, but it's no, but I like the way it's going. I really do. Uh, we're we're so we're so trained to believe that we have to look for all the answers outside of us, that we have to look for happiness outside of us, that we have to look for ways to not drink too much by finding behavioral methods to to correct that problem. When it's all inside of us, we've got everything we need inside of us to figure our way through these things. Sometimes you you need a little guidance to 
point you in the right direction. But once you gain an understanding of the fact that you can trust in your intuition, um, you can follow these little ideas that come to you that are helpful to point you in a direction of being healthy. Uh, It's just such a beautiful planned intelligence that we have that I, I really hope, I, my hope for people is that they take an opportunity to gain an understanding of this because it just changes your life. You stop searching outside of yourself for this, looking for yourself. People go, go on mile treks and they travel the world and they visit gurus to try to find themselves when it's all inside you right now. Mm-hmm. Being home is inside you. The feeling of peace and contentment is all inside if you just take time to look in there. And there we have the connection to wisdom again, because wisdom is always prepared to, to guide you, to, to, to give you simple nudges and hints, you know, no matter how fucked up you are. Like I was very, very fucked up and depressed. And I think I had these really very subtle um, hints and pieces of information and these glimpses of, 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 of a deeper truth that I didn't mean anything to me, to be honest. But it, mm-hmm. it kind of guided me anyway. Like, it, it, even if I, even I didn't want to, I, I, I couldn't dismiss it. I couldn't, I couldn't ignore it. I couldn't neglect it. It was there. It was there to, to be seen. But, you know, I, I, it's not necessary for every person to go that far and that deep and, and, and sink so deep mm-hmm. and have that much pain. I think like radio shows like this and, and, and many of the books we like to read and the people we like to listen to and we like to talk to can help people to find their wisdom before they are uh, risking their lives or are in the deepest misery. Um, so... I think it, it will be good or cool and helpful if we, in the next half of the of the radio show, we talk a little bit more about how do you recognize intuition? What do you when do you know it's intuition, and when do you know it's the ego pretending to be intuition and 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 talking in this really husky voice and love? I hello, I'm your intuition. So, um, <laughs> well, hope to see you back really soon. <laughs> bye bye. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth 
building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at voiceamericaempowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is a magnificent mind. To reach Jan Christensen, Marnix Powells, or their guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to insearchofapeacefulmind at gmail.com. Now, back to a magnificent mind. Hi, welcome back to uh, Magnificent Mind, Episode 5, Part 2. And uh, Jan and Marnix, that's me, are talking about wisdom and intuition today. As, and, and, and discoveries uh, that about, you know, of, of, of things or c- uh, capabilities that we always had, that were always there, but were covered up by the constant, incessant chatter of the egoic mind now before the break um, we talked about uh, wisdom more in general and about what we saw about wisdom and we talked a little bit about spirituality what is what does it mean to be a spiritual person is there anybody in the world who isn't spiritual isn't spirituality the most normal thing in the world um, and this half um, we would like to talk a little bit more about how to recognize your intuition and um, um, how to recognize it in a way that doesn't make it a necessity to suffer for ages or to go into an ashram for five years or to follow a spiritual guru for 20 years, because that's fine if you want to, but if you don't, well, maybe listening to uh, what we have to say about this will help you out a little bit more. I think, you know, Jan, and I know about you that you suffered for quite some time um, until you started to look at life in a different way. So why, why do you think that it's not uh, needed for every person in the world to suffer before they they can see this or, or feel this or or look at, uh, look at life from a different perspective. Well, I think there's there's a pretty simple way to come at this, and that is just by learning to look at your thinking a little bit differently. Learning to look at thoughts that flow through your head is not something that you have to uh, attend to every one of and do something about every thought. When you start to realize that you can just let them go, then life becomes simpler. So you don't need to learn a whole lot. Just the fact that thoughts are not always something that you need to pay attention to. So as you start to drop those thoughts away or just let them go, 
then you get into a more peaceful way of living because you're not always wound up and ready to go crazy no matter what thought flows through your head. You start to let them go. And then you make a little more space inside yourself for being able to hear wisdom when it talks to you. So you get things a little bit quiet inside yourself or a little bit quieter. And then when, when things come along, when you're trying to decide if you should go someplace or not go someplace and you don't know whether you should or you shouldn't, you can just get quiet and ask the question, should I go or should I not go? And then wait and see if you get a feeling in your belly. Should I go? Feels kind of good in your belly? Then that's a little bit of intuition kicking in, telling you, yeah, why not? Should I not you're, go? You're always talking about getting, getting quiet as opposed to what? As opposed to all that chatter in your head. We always have thoughts in our head and they can make us crazy because they just flow one after another after another. But there's a way to have less of those thoughts flow and that's by stopping and looking at the thought and thinking, I don't need to pay attention to that and just let it go. Instead of having a thought and letting it lead to another and another and another, that just makes for a spin in your head. It's like the, the snow globe. If you shake up a snow globe, everything is agitated and flowing and that's how our head gets with thoughts. But if you set the globe down and let the glitter settle, just let you, like you let your thoughts settle, it changes your life. It gives you a whole new way to live. Yeah. I, I think it, it seems to me that many people are not aware of the fact that they are even able to be aware of their thinking. Thinking seems to be so deeply ingrained in us, so deeply part of who we are, that uh, the the discovery of uh, awareness is it can be a big deal. And I, but to me, that is that is where it starts. You know, we are very much married to our thoughts. Like it, it's us. We don't doubt that because we we have them. We see them. I mm-hmm. I see my thoughts. You don't. So they must be mine. And I feel responsible. But the but the, the, the funny thing is, if I'm responsible for my thinking, I should be able to stop them at any time. Well, good luck with that. Or yeah. I should be able I should <laughs> I should be able to, to think about pineapples for an hour right now. But I know I can't. Because if you ever try to think about pineapples for an hour, within five seconds, I, I'll probably think about pears. And two seconds later, I'll, my, my thoughts will be about grapes. And then I'll think about a yellow Ferrari. And then I'll go to a holiday destination I want to go to. And then I, all of a sudden, I think about my cats and I have to change the litter box. Now, <laughs> I'm not making that up. It's just a gift from our thinking system who is built to create stuff constantly. Well, as long as you think you are responsible for handling all of that, it's like being in a, in a, in a sushi bar where you have this conveyor belt on the bar where you have these bowls of sushi where you can pick them up. And what most people do is they pick up every bowl of sushi and eat them up. 
They feel responsible for eating every ball, even the ones they don't like. Mm-hmm. And the first time you tell people, no, you don't have to. Because a thought, they, it can punish you if you don't obey it or don't listen to it or don't follow it or don't, uh, uh, or, or, or don't mess with it. Now, that's a, that's a big discovery, right? So you, you, can, you can start there. Yeah, and, and then if you're, if you're lucky and, and you, you meet somebody or you, 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 you come into a good book or a good video, and, and then, then, then maybe you can learn that you can go one step further. So instead of uh, constantly watching your thoughts, which is helpful to begin with, then all of a sudden you realize, but hey, if I'm not my thoughts, because I can't be my thoughts because they come and go. And I am there all the time. I'm aware of my thinking. I'm aware of thinking about grapes. And I'm aware of thinking about pears. And I'm aware of thinking about cleaning the litter box. So these, cha- these thoughts, these experiences change all the time. But that which is aware of it never changes. That's always the same. I'm always conscious of my experiences and the experiences change. Everything in my experience changes, but the thing that sees it, that is aware of that, that is like observing it, never ever changes. And that's the really cool thing to be interested in. So what's that? That's not my name, but there's this sense of being, the sense of I-ness, that we all have and that we never investigate that. And I, I, I talk about it right now because for me, that is the entrance to wisdom. I, for, to me, that is, that is deeply connected to the voice of intuition. That thing within mm-hmm. us that never changes, that is always very reliable and always very much the same and always very neutral and not as dominant and obvious and loud as the voice in our head because for many people listening to their intuition can be a big deal in the beginning because the intuition is a very soft spoken voice that doesn't want to convince you it's not opinionated it's not you know uh, about good or bad it's just more of a simple gentle suggestion so how, how can we feel that more? Well, it, it gets better. It gets more dominant or easier to, to understand and recognize it the more you do it. It's like a muscle. So the more you ask the question and listen for a feeling or, or everybody is individual. So I think they experience it a little bit differently. For myself, though, um, I can. I know my intuition is giving me a prompt when I have a good feeling in my belly. I know that's intuition because intuition will never steer you wrong. It'll never steer you wrong. And if I'm thinking about something and trying to figure something out, and it feel it doesn't feel good inside in my belly then I know I'm getting a nudge from wisdom that that's probably not a good direction to go. It's pretty basic. Yeah. I, I, to me, 
intuition, I don't know, it's hardly, it's not never negative. Right. While the yeah. egoic voice is always a little bit um, sh- like, like loud and, 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 and heavy and, and, and pinchy and squeaky and it's, 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 it's not, not, not subtle, not, not gentle. And that's why I sometimes compare the ego with the, the horn section in an orchestra and, and, uh, and the, the intuition with a piccolo, with a small, the, the, the small flute. Now, it, it, mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't know what a piccolo is, if you don't recognize the sound, you'll always hear the, the horn section because it's way more obvious. It's way more loud. It's way more out there. But if you learn how to recognize the more subtle uh, voice or the subtle tone that is also there, you can hear it even in the middle of the loudness of the horn section. And that is like you're saying, something you just have to experiment with or something that you'll just learn by being interested in it and being curious. And most people I talk to say that at, at one moment in their life, they definitely felt something about when they met a person, it felt off, but they went on, you know, going to business or into a romantic relationship anyway, because they had all these reasons why made up like, oh, well, but yeah, but they have a lot of money and it's good for me and for my career. And, you know, I will look good with this person on the catwalk and whatever. And then when all everything goes to shit, they all of a sudden realize, ah, yeah, well, <laughs> to be honest, I actually knew. I knew, in the, mm-hmm. I just knew. And that's the thing. The ego is always with a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, reasons why, and it's always talking a lot, and, and intuition is way, is way more like, huh, like, phew, simple. It's simple. One, a couple of words, a couple of, just one nudge, just one simple thing. It's not like a car salesman doesn't stop about all the extras on the car you get when you buy it now it's more subtle than that and it's a thousand times more reliable because it's connected to everything so the thing is and this is what you what you said in the recording that got lost you you told about the intuition being more connected to the future than the egoic mind will ever be because the egoic mind always pretends to know what's going to happen Oh, this will be a disaster, you know. Oh, yeah, you'll you'll fuck up this presentation. Oh, you're a you're you're an asshole. You can do anything right, and so it says. I know this is going to be wrong. You'll be you'll be very bad at this, and everybody will hate you. And you know you can't prepare enough, and 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 all these things are not very uh, inspiring. While the voice of intuition always is there to to help you out in a gentle way in a more loving way in a more caring way but it it and it doesn't mind being ignored right it's not like if you've ignored the voice yeah. of of your intuition for 50 years it's all of a sudden like well you know you know what jen yeah you're on your own the the intuition <laughs> is like i i love to compare it with a labrador pup you can, you know, it can come to you a hundred times with a ball and you can say, no, not now. And then it will come back anyway. Every time it will come, mm-hmm. it's always there to play. 
And intuition is like that too. And I think that's so, so helpful to realize that you will never lose your capacity to feel a connection with wisdom. Never. Yeah. yeah, it's always there. And these little nudges can be as simple as when you're uh, driving on the highway and you're trying to figure out whether you should pass the car ahead of you can't really see that far ahead and there's a, you're on have a solid line and you think well i could probably do it and something inside you says no don't do it pay attention to that and you'll probably see that there'll be a car that'll come up and out of nowhere and then you'll realize oh that was a little wisdom telling me that to be safe i should just stay where i am right now it's these simple little things that you're always, you're always going to have these little nudges. And when you start paying attention to them, then you're allowing wisdom to take care of you and to show you what to do. And it gets bigger inside of you and you get better at, at recognizing it. It's a, it's a really nice guy. And if you're very lucky, you, you'll, you'll get at least close to the state you were in when you were a kid, you know, and, and, and just mm. live, live, live from that place. And this, this reminds me of uh, the second day of, I had an intensive with a client from Belgium. He was here for three days and I was supposed to have at least two days in an office setting in a, in a really cool and luxurious office setting, but still like in a formal setup. And after day one, I, it was so clear to me that we, that we shouldn't do that for the second day that we it was so clear to me that we would be so much better off to improvise and i i just took him out to a museum and then we went out on the canals and 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 walked through the city so i completely changed my program why because i knew that it would be a better choice i simply know now that's what happens when you invite your intuition back in your life when you learn to discern the the dominant and the, and the, and the, and the more aggressive voice of the ego and 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 stop paying so much attention to that and then listen to what's beneath that what's below that what's behind that and then start to appreciate that softer voice because it's such an amazing guide it only wants the best for you and it wants nothing in return. Like, <laughs> how can well, this be? Take how that to the ego. Be, right? Yeah, the ego wants everything in return. Yeah. No, intuition is like, fine, you can ignore it 10,000 times and it's just as happy to help you out the next time. And it feels so, you know, we, we, we mentioned feeling safe in, in the first half, you know, when, when, why we make plans and why we make scenarios and why we write everything down and why we make lists and why we try to prepare radio shows and presentations up until the last word. <clears throat> now, if you, that's, that's a, I think a question you posed, what if you know that you're always safe because you always know what to do in the moment when the decision has got to be made? If there's always a voice inside you that guides you, that helps you out, that tells you what to do. Now, that is actually true. And sometimes this voice says, Google this. Because that's also... It might, it might. Yeah. It might, yeah. It might, and that's okay. 
that's apparently what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, if you try this out, if you develop your intuition, you have a real opportunity to live without fear and to live in a way that is playful and joyful and happy. It's, it's a whole different way to live. No, it takes the responsibility off your shoulders because you don't feel responsible anymore for trying to make the right decision. You can live from the place that says, I can't make a mistake because whatever happens is meant to be anyway. Wisdom and that doesn't is make you through. Yeah, and, and this, that's um, a, I think it doesn't make you irresponsible. No, no, it doesn't make you irresponsible if you're, if you're following your intuition and you're learning to develop that, and you're understanding that you're always going to be safe, no matter what happens. You gain, a, you gain an understanding of that as you learn about these uh, ways of, of treating thought differently. You just mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. learn to understand that you're safe and that you're loved and that you're... Um, always going to be fine and it doesn't matter what decision you make life without having to be afraid of making a wrong decision is a pretty incredible thing because we're always in fear we're always feeling like oh what do i do now what do i do now oh dear i have this mm. decision and that decision you can drop all that away yeah when when do you know if a decision is bad Right? You in, know, in five, five, five minutes, five minutes after. Well, uh, no, but the thing is, when we come from the ego and we make a decision, the ego always says, no, this wasn't a good one. You should have made the other one. Now, we always live in fear of this, this fight we have inside of our head. But I, this is a really good yeah. question. We never really know if a decision is good or bad, even if we make it by our intuition, because we, we never know what it will lead up to and what the next phase will lead up to. So, hmm. you know, you can, like you can say, oh, I quit the job. That was a very bad decision because now I'm not making any money anymore. But leaving the job kind of forced you to look at life in a different way. So you had to find new resources, had to talk to people, which catapulted you in a new direction of life where you found a new passion that you then followed up and you became a millionaire. And then, well, that was a great, and then the bad decision became a good decision. And then you become a millionaire. You become really very unhappy and you start to drink again and then you become an alcoholic and you say, oh yeah, it was a bad decision, the first one. But then you stop drinking and you open up this, this center for people who are addicted and it's really a good center. And you have 100 centers in the whole world and you become a billionaire. Now, all of a sudden, it's a good decision. Now, what, you, you never know. And it takes you up, never know. takes off so much of the pressure. And what I love so much about not being so engaged by my thinking anymore is that it gives me such a tremendous clarity of mind. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the yeah. most amazing things that had happened to me. I feel so confident, not because I'm the, the, the greatest man on earth, but just because I don't doubt. I don't believe my doubts anymore. And this clarity of mind 
helps me come up with stuff. And listen, what it, what it helps me come up with. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Some isn't days, that, yes. Isn't Some that days. amazing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. But it is uh it does lead to wonderful creativity. Because when you when you feel like, well, whatever decision you make, that's probably gonna be the right one and you carry on with that and then you get creative to make the the path that you're on uh, go good, to make it work out. And you don't waste so, so much though, your time on, on on dwelling on possibilities and oh what if I make the wrong yeah. decision I don't want the ribs I want the chicken but what if I take the chicken and I should have that taken the fish and but this is what we do yeah. not on from the menu but with everything in life and if you just mm-hmm. just take the fish and if the fish was bad well next day take the chicken or whatever you'll be able <laughs> to handle it yeah we don't have to put so much uh, heaviness on our, our decisions I don't think we were sent here. I don't think we were here to have a rough time. I think we were supposed to come here and learn to be compassionate, caring, loving, kind. And uh, we're steering in a little bit of a direction where things are not always like that, we know, here on Earth. But I think the more people that come from a caring, compassionate, loving, kind heart, the better the world will be. And you just can't go wrong in that direction. See what your wisdom says to you. Check it out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're here to suffer either, but the suffering can lead to beautiful stuff. I don't think it's the ultimate mm-hmm. goal of us here. Now, who knows what the goal is anyway, but we can all make that up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the idea that I fucked up 42 years of my life in order to be so amazingly um, um, uh, grateful for everything I have, for being alive, for for birds and and bird bird poop and cars and rain and and <laughs> pebbles in the stream and oh everything, I didn't I didn't care for all that stuff most of my life. So I suffered a lot, but the suffering made me want to change and made me want to do things in a different way and I truly hope that our little little radio show with 12 listeners maybe 14 <laughs> helps helps a bit helps to helps people to find a little bit of of ease in their life and a little peace of mind and and we love doing this and we only have 10 seconds left before this episode is over. And I have no clue what we talk about next next week, but we'll find something. We'll okay. figure something out. Okay, okay, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to A Magnificent Mind. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.